Welcome to Want Her, a community-driven podcast for the like-minded female, passionate about creativity, self-discovery, and letting out that inner weird. Brought to your ear holes by two cross-country friends, we want to project one thing. Self-discovery is a lifelong journey, and one that should be fun experiencing. Here, no topic is off-limits. We're just like you, striving for connection, laughter, and the continual reminder that we can actually be whatever the f*** we want. Here's Olivia and Sandy. Hello! What up, what up, people? <laughs> Party people, happy March. Happy March. Uh, this will be coming out in the end of March, but, you know, yeah. it's still March now, so. Still March. Yes. Hey, party people, spring is coming. Thank goodness. It's Praise still Lord, freezing, right? and it's still snowing. Uh, and I have literal cold. frostbite on my toe right now, <laughs> which we'll get into, but, but... <laughs> But normally we start off or like end the podcast with a game. Today we're not going to really be doing that because no. the entire podcast episode is going to kind of be like a game itself, it's which so is fun. so fun. So instead, we're going to read a quote, each of us, that kind of gives away the theme of today's talk, mm. and then we'll get mm. into it. So Sandy. Okay. Maybe you can't stay young forever, but you can be immature for the rest of your life. <laughs> hey, taint that the truth, right? <laughs> yeah, really. Okay. Mine's not as like uh, crude, but if you can't find a reason to laugh every day, you're taking life too seriously. Truly. True. So, um, we were kind of talking before we jumped on about how a lot of our previous episodes have been about some more like intense topics or like causing introspective, uh, thoughts and all of that. And I don't know that it necessarily makes it come across like Sandy and I have our lives together. That couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, but we're trying to figure self, trying to figure ourselves out, you know, wandering for future her, but this episode, we kind of want to dive in more about that inner weirdo that we talk a lot about to just like show you guys that we are goofy and fun and embarrassing. And I hope that this is a lot of fun. Um, it might be a little embarrassing for the both of us, but this is who we are at the core. So I'm excited to hear your stories. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure you've heard all of my stories, but you know. It's fine. I love them, though. I'm so excited. <laughs> Do you want to start? Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's start off. Set the scene, baby. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a photographer, boutique owner. I like to keep busy. But being a wedding photographer, winter is my slow season. Mm -hmm. So... This winter, I think it was December, I decided, let's sign up for Instacart. Let's see what it's all about. And for people that don't know what that is, what is yes. that exactly? So it's like you can order groceries to be delivered to your house. So really what people do for you is they shop for the groceries and then they deliver to your house. And you don't have to leave your home, which is amazing. I love mm -hmm. using Instacart myself. So I decided to do it. And I'm like, Alex, this could be sketch AF, but you know, <laughs> we're going to do it. So I was texting him like my location every time I would do it at first. Very smart. Right. 
And so then I think it was like my second or third order that I accepted. So how it works is like, I have an app and it'll show me these batches and it'll say like how much I'll earn that batch and then where it needs to go. And I didn't, you know what, be new to it. I didn't really know to look whether it was a house or an apartment. Mm -hmm. Now I do. (laughs) So I accept this one. It was like 5.30 a.m. on a Friday morning. And it was like paying me $95. And I'm like, oh my gosh, absolutely. I Mm -hmm. like accept it quick. You have to usually accept it quick before other shoppers get it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I accepted it. I leave our house and I go start shopping. It takes me over two hours to shop for this order. It was like freezer meals, like five of each, five packages of Oreos, like just an insane amount, a ton of soda. Like I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So I didn't even look at like, so Instacart will show you also the groceries to be picked And, like, I didn't really look at them, and it'll say how many. That should have been a warning sign because it was a huge order. Yeah. (laughs) So I do it, and I finish, and I'm like, okay, it's going to this apartment. I'm driving to this apartment. I'm like, okay, I get to it. This is sketch. (laughs) Oh, the bad side of town. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, Alex... Please be watching my location. If I'm not moving, do something. <laughs> yeah. So I go. And the guy, so the whole time I was like messaging the guy, like if I had any replacements for his or- items and if they were okay. And then I'm like, I'm on my way. See you soon. And he replies, okay, come to the door. I have a cart for you. I'm like, okay, great. That's amazing because yeah, it's a lot of groceries. all these groceries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I get the cart. It's an old man. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? And he's like, good. And he's in a walker. He's mm-hmm. using a walker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Okay, cool. And he's like, you can just set it in, in the door and that'll be fine. I'm like, okay, great. So I get everything out. And then I get back to the door and he's like, you know what? Can you help me bring these up to my apartment? Yeah, because he has a walker. How's he supposed to carry anything? The first time I went in, he's like, I can get a lot of stuff on my walker. Pile the sodas on my walker and I can push it. I'm like, okay, great. But then he asked me to come in and up. And I'm like, oh my God. Now you're immediately like alone in an apartment with an elderly man. Like, what do you do? Number one, if he's creepy. Uh Number two, Mm -hmm. if some medical emergency happens, like you're the furthest person to be able to help with that. So I just find it hilarious that you're in this predicament. Yes. 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 (laughs) I'm like, I feel bad for the old guy. And like, how am I supposed to tell him? No, no, I'm not going to help you bring your stuff up. Well, he lives on the second floor. So we had to take the elevator. <laughs> so so uncomfortable. To, yes. I had to get into the elevator with this old man. And I need to say, too, he is on oxygen. Yeah. So so I'm like, okay, okay. I'm not threatened. You feel like you can take him out. <laughs> I could have used that oxygen tank. <laughs> <laughs> Just piff him over the head. Oh, no. 
Anyways, so we get up to his floor and he's like, go ahead. Just my door is the second one on the left. Put the stuff in. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like trying to hold my breath, too, because it was a sketchy apartment and stunk in the apartment building. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did I get myself into? (laughs) So I open his door. I quickly set the stuff in. He's a hoarder. Sad. Like, there were bags of garbage just left in there. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. don't look, don't look. Mm -hmm. And so he's behind me. He's walking in. And he, I'm like, I can get the rest. Just let me go down. You you don't need to come down with me. Mm -hmm. So I go in the elevator, get the rest of the stuff, and I bring it back up. And then he's like, he looks down and he's like, oh, my gosh, where'd my shoe go? What? Oh, I forgot about this. This poor guy didn't even realize he'd lost a shoe. Oh, no. So I'm like, oh, I'll find it. And it was Sammy, in the hallway. you're too nice. I, it was, it was in, in the hallway. hallway? He just, like, yes. walked out of it like Cinderella. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Luckily, I had gloves on so I could pick up this shoe with my gloves. and <laughs> Just, like, throw it into its yeah. apartment and run away. No, I just, okay, I found that story so comical because, like, I would pay money just to be, like, a fly on the wall watching you go through this interaction, and, like, you're so emotive with your face, like I am, too, that it would have been so funny just to watch that, like, oh, okay, yeah, how, like, like, what am I supposed to say to this old man? And then I tell my family this story, and my brother's like, Sandy, and then he told you to go ahead of him? He could have killed you. Yeah, yeah, I do think that there is a lesson to be talked about, just as a female podcast, is like, if you're gonna do something like that, hail to the V, hail to the independence, but like, maybe have a weapon on yourself. Uh Maybe, like, uh-huh. don't put yourself in those positions. Like, I listen to a For podcast sure. that talks a lot about, like, effing politeness. Don't mm-hmm. don't care about how you come across if it comes to, like, I feel yeah. potentially unsafe. So yeah. don't do as Sandy does. But, like, oh. gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I would, like, go into nurse mode with his walker and stuff. Like, I don't. Oh. Oh, that is hilarious. No. It was terrible. And, like, again, like, what was I supposed to say? To this mm-hmm. poor man asking yeah, me that is open. hard. Yeah. But like to his yeah. credit, I feel like with with um getting old and stuff, I would totally use that. I would use that as man- manipulation big time. Uh-huh. That's what my brother said. <laughs> He's like, Sandy, you w- sh- should have been dead. You should be dead. Yeah. It's like when Ted Bundy <laughs> pretended to be a gimp. <laughs> Sandy, you would be the like perfect serial killer victim. You gotta be more careful. You gotta be more careful. Yeah, I do. I do. So, lesson learned. I don't really take apartment buildings anymore. And sketchy. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do to get that bread. Exactly. I was like, oh my gosh, this the guy is paying me so much money. And I'm like, yeah. it seems like he was experienced with the Instacart thing. So he probably does it often. But I'm like, yeah. never again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways. Guess, um, I'll pick up my first my first story. I have six written down. I'm a super awkward, embarrassing, clumsy person. So I have like a lot that I could pull from. But we'll see what it. happens here. My first one takes place in seventh grade. 
And I have, I talk openly about it now, even with people that was like, were like in my class at the time, like, I don't care. But during the time that it happened, I would have taken it to my grave because I knew what happened was about to like, give me a nickname that I would be called even in my like 30 class year reunion, which I doubt that I'll go to, but like, that was my fear. So I'll set the scene. Yeah. I'm like 12, 13 years old. And I'm with the popular girls. I'm like in that crew. I've got the popular Ooh. girlfriends. I'm loving it. I'm like this. I'm on the top of the world. Thriving. Um, and we're at recess and we're talking about um, something I'd never heard of before. And um, something that I definitely have heard of now being in the nursing field, but also just being a woman. Kegels or Kegels Ooh. exercises. So if you don't know what that is, it's like a form of pelvic floor exercise that like, um, I don't know, really, like, I still don't fully understand them. And I think that has to do with this situation, but (laughs) I think it helps a lot, like tighten the pelvic floor specifically after like injury, something like childbirth comes to mind. But Mm -hmm. so they were talking about Kegels and I'm just trying to fit in with the group because I don't want them to know. I have no idea what they're talking about. And, um, to this day, I realize they didn't know what they were talking about either, but I took what they were saying as, you know, as the word of God, <laughs> like they were the popular girls they knew. Yeah, um, exactly. So they were talking about that as like a way to teach your body how to like not have to pee, you know, like exercises to ignore when you have to pee when you don't have mm-hmm. the opportunity to go to the bathroom. And I, don't even understand like how I was physiologically able to like not go to the bathroom during like elementary and middle school. It just like, I had the bladder of a camel. That is not true since this scenario. And if you like, can't pick up where this is going down, I peed my pants, but like, um, I would just go the entire day, entire school day without going to the bathroom. And like that thought is wild to me now. Same. But anyway, so they're talking about that at recess and I of course don't go to the bathroom after lunch and I go up to social studies and it's a test day and uh, thank God they have these big cardboard like uh trifolds that you put in front of yourself to kind of like put yourself in a little cubicle for mm-hmm. copiers mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um and the urge to urinate comes on like a rushing river my leg starts bouncing. I can't focus to take this test. Everybody's got the cube, the cubicles up. And I was like, oh, this is fine. I know I'm not allowed to leave during the test. So I'll just do a little Kegel exercise and then I'll be good to go. I will be fine. So I do this little like Kegel thing and it's like the gates of hell broke open. And I just feel a river of warmth coming down my legs all the way down to my ankles. It is puddling at my ankles. And I'm like, what were you wearing? Were you wearing pants? Yeah, I had, I don't remember if I had jeans on or what it was. Shorts. It definitely wasn't shorts. No. Cause it was, it was March, March 13th. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When things like this happen to me, I like kind of embed them in my brain. So yeah, it was March 13th. And so I shoot my hand up and I was like, um, Mr. Bailey, 
I need to go to the bathroom like right now. <laughs> and like, I don't know what changed about it because normally the rules were not during a test, but maybe he yeah. thought that like my urgency had something to do with my period, you know, like awkward years during that time. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. You're going to have to deal with it now. And I do want to credit myself because I've been in situations where like bodily functions happen and I get myself out of it and no one knows the difference. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those. And I still think like I'm part genius for getting through it like this. So I raced down to the downstairs girl's bathroom. But my problem was when I left the room, my ex-boyfriend, Jordan, was at the bad kids table and he was the only one there and he didn't have to do one of those cubicle things because he was the only one at the table. Yeah. So he must have seen the back of my jeans. Gosh, darn. <laughs> so I run down to the girl's bathroom and I was in track at the time. So I had sweatpants in my locker and I was like, thank you, Jesus. This is amazing. I don't know amazing. how long I was in the bathroom for, but like I shed my soggy jeans off, cleaned myself up, put the sweatpants on. And then I go back and I go back to like a, a chair with a puddle of urine on it. And I was like, mm. first initial thought, I can't clean this up. I can't draw attention to it because then I'm going to be Olivia Piss the rest of my life. So I just sit in it. I just sit in that and the sweatpants absorb it right up. And no one is the wiser. Like, it's amazing. And the next period... This girl passes me a note on her agenda and was like, did you pee yourself in in social studies with like a little smiley face? And I turned up the dramatics where I was like, why do you think that? And she said, well, Jordan said so. And I was like, Jordan's my ex-boyfriend. Like, how could you believe anything that he's saying? He's just trying to embarrass me. What actually happened is I started my period and I bled all through my pants. And that's why I changed my pants. And everyone turned on Jordan and was like you're so mean and no one ever knew <laughs> nobody ever knew right amazing. like how, how my little like 12 13 year old brain was able to get myself Turned through that is is truly impressive oh my gosh okay couple questions what did you do with the jeans i have no memory of that i don't know i probably just like put them in a bag and then like yeah. wash them yeah i didn't know if you threw them out <laughs> i doubt it why? <laughs> exactly. No, I probably um, wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, just wash it as good as new. Yeah. Did your mom ask what happened to the jeans? Mm, Why they I, were so wet? Um, or did you tell her? <laughs> I don't, I think I might have told her, but I also like, it was so traumatic at the time that a lot of it is blocked yeah. out aside from yeah. like, the true like fight or flight moment where I had to make split decisions that ended up saving my life. And I know that you can relate to that because you've gone through experiences similar. Exactly. I'm not saying that that has to be your next story, but like, this is a good segue for it too. For sure. Okay. But one more question. One more question. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the wash of the jeans? Were they like white, like light colored or dark no. wash? Was it easy to see that you peed? It would have been easy to see. And it okay. was a large <laughs> amount, a large amount. I remember feeling, and I was like, I'm still peeing. I'm still peeing. I can't believe I'm still peeing. It was a lot. Like coming oh. down into my socks. It was a lot. And I, oh my I don't remember smelling like urine either. Yeah. But I feel like I would have been paranoid. I don't know. But literally, huh. I graduated. I went through another, like, 
yeah. what, five years of school with all those people? They didn't know a thing. That's amazing. <laughs> I think my response would have been call my mom and go home for sure. <laughs> that was my know. response for my next one. <laughs> Yay, I love this story. <laughs> okay, so I was probably also like mm, fourth, fifth, sixth. I don't really remember how old I was, but 4-H camp. I decided to go. I had never gone any year prior, and I was always, like, nervous to leave home because of pooping or peeing, you know, all those (laughs) things. But I said, let's go. So I went. I was having a really fun time. I'm pretty sure it was the first night of it. And, like... You stay in this cabin that doesn't have bathrooms attached to it. It's like outdoorsy, you know, and it's a bunch of bunks in this cabin. I'm on a top bunk and I'm like, oh, this is fun. And I had bunk beds at home. So like it wasn't super out of the ordinary. And so we were going to bed and I need to set the scene too that the camp counselor was like, my older brother's friend, I can't remember if they kind of dated, saw mm-hmm. each other. Anyways, so she knew me. I knew her. We're going to bed. I lay down and I'm like, I'm going to sleep on my belly. And I never sleep on my stomach. Never, never, never. So I do. And then in the middle of the night, I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, I need to poop. You know that urge? <laughs> Oh, yeah, Everyone does. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I wake the camp counselor. I'm like, I'm sorry. I need to really go to the bathroom. And she's like, okay, I'll walk you there. Because we couldn't go outside of the cabin. Yeah, this is exactly how it was when I went to 4-H camp. Yeah. (laughs) Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. So she walks me to the bathroom. She's waiting for me. She has to have heard everything that's going on. (laughs) had to have just like bodily evacuation (laughs) yes I explode but I in the process I didn't quite make it to the toilet either (laughs) I have some remnants in my underwear oh no and I'm like oh my gosh what am I supposed to do middle of the night so you know You're yes. so little. Oh. <laughs> yes, I'm horrified. And I had silk PJs on. Silk. <laughs> and they were pink. And I think they were kind of like Lizzie McGuire pajamas. <laughs> and they were pretty see-through. Like, you know, they got wet from the remnants that came out. Oh, and you definitely could have saw. So, yeah, I... Yeah, go back to bed thinking I'm done. I was not done. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait for her again and ask her to take me. So I just go. Oh no, you're sleeping back. <laughs> That's disgusting to think about now. But I, like me being little Sandy, like I was embarrassed. And I'm like, yeah. there's no way I'm asking this girl that knows me, knows my brother, will tell my brother yeah. to take me again. So 
we threw that gar- uh, sleeping bag out. Um, I called my mom the next day and had her come pick me up. <laughs> okay. And I know we've talked about this story before, but just so anybody that's curious and has questions, you don't remember what happened from the second evacuation in your sleeping bag to... No the morning mm-hmm. like yes. how you got out of that which is nope. really unfortunate because that's the juicy part of the story quite yeah, literally yeah juicy. like it had to have smelled it had to have because it, it was not it was not solid it was diarrhea <laughs> oh no and if anybody listening like has a hard time just know that like i'm a nurse sandy's odd I'm open <laughs> Yeah, I'm odd too. So like, I'm sorry if this isn't your cup of tea, but like that inner weirdo, this is who we are. Cause like, I'm going full force (laughs) with this episode and I'm going to use that as a segue for my own, uh, you know, like (laughs) unwanted evacuation of a different bodily function. And it's, it's more embarrassing too, because I was 22 years old. (laughs) Oh yes. Yes. (laughs) So I've recounted in previous episodes, your girl has IBS and for anyone that doesn't have IBS, you're not going to get it. Colton does not have IBS. He has a steel stomach to this day. He will say that he would have done a thousand different, um, actionable steps to avoid how things (laughs) transpired. But like, I'm a very truthful person and like, there was no way around what took place. Like, So I'll set the scene. (laughs) We had just gotten married. We were in our honeymoon, uh, Cancun. And normally my IBS does not involve constipation. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. I'm very sensitive with foods. So this entire time in Mexico, I was like worried that like Colton at this point, we'd been dating for two years before we got married. Like he knew that I had some bowel issues and I grew up with brothers. So like, that's kind of what my mom's a nurse. Like, yeah, I have no problem talking about that with people I'm comfortable Same. with and apparently anybody that's listening. So, um, the entire time we were in <laughs> the entire time we were in Mexico, I suddenly like didn't go and didn't go and didn't go. And I was like, for one, I'm scared. <laughs> What's happening to me? Am I going to be okay? Are my bowels going to explode from being backed up? Like, I just so confused. Cause this is so not me. And two, um, I don't remember what two was right now. (laughs) Sorry, totally blanked. I'll just continue with the story. No idea what two was. Okay, so we fly home. (laughs) I did have a point. I just blanked. (laughs) I just blanked. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sorry. So we fly. Oh, wait. I don't remember. <laughs> it's fine. We fly home and I had just started, uh, like I had passed my NCLEX a month before we got married. So I was in the process of being like precepted in the nurse role to my floor, my job. And Amazing. so, um, to this day, I don't know if it was like all the backup from Mexico or our travel day back was so long and we were so hungry that when we landed in Cleveland, we went to Wendy's just Mm -hmm. to drive through. And for whatever reason, I felt compelled to get a spicy salad, which like I have at the time I had terrible tolerance for spice. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was that 
that caused the issue. But the next day I'm, um, getting up and getting ready for work and everything's fine. I'm like, I'm going to go be with my preceptor for 12 hours and like learn some more. This is great. I'm not nervous, but like, I'm very, I switch into a different headspace when I have to work. Like I get everything prepared and set out so I can just sleep as long as I can in the morning, wake up, get dressed, brush my teeth, throw my hair up and I'm out the door. I don't get how people like wake up hours and hours before a 7 a.m. shift. I can't do that. Nope. Yeah. So anyway, I'm driving to work and it's only probably like a 12, 15 minute drive and I'm going and everything is fine. I feel great. And I get into the north end of town. And I'll never forget it. Like I've had salmonella before, which I guess could be a part of this episode too, but Mm -hmm. like I'll maybe switch into more like not as gross topics. (laughs) Um, But to this day, like that, this feeling that occurred and washed over me was stronger than the entire time I had salmonella. So like it was a freak experience. Okay. Yeah. It's time driving. Driving the North End, and I feel this wave of, like, impending doom in my lower GI tract. Like, I get sweaty, but also freezing. And, like, my gut is just contracting. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's dark outside. There, There's probably places I'm driving by with restrooms, but they're closed. And also, yeah. like, I've never to this day felt this experience where, like, if I would have moved any kind of muscle in my waist, it would have come out. Like it was that explosive. So I'm like, okay, I'm driving through town and it kind of passes. And I'm like, okay, this is totally fine, Olivia. I think I might've even been talking to myself out loud because it was so intense. For sure. It's fine, Olivia. You'll just get, you'll park, you'll get to the hospital. You'll run into the bathroom. You know, right where the first bathrooms are before you reach your floor. It'll be okay. Amazing. You will be fine. I'm like, this is fine. I'm driving another couple of minutes and when a wave hits me even harder, like, I don't even know that that was possible. And it's like my brain just switched. There's a light switch that was just like, okay, this is, this is happening. This is do or die time. (laughs) This is your destiny. (laughs) Yeah. Like the Lord has struck down. This is happening. This is part of your life experience. So I do the same thing like I did at the seventh grade P thing where like my brain just flips into survival mode. And this is really gross. I pull my scrub pants and my underwear down and I'm shitting myself whilst driving. (laughs) Um, Onto your seat. Yeah, straight up. Um, Why didn't you just keep the pants on? Because I didn't have any concept of it being acceptable to call off that late, like that close to my shift, especially when I was new. I didn't understand how it worked. There was all this pressure to perform and like my preceptor was only coming in to show me how to work. Like it was just, I, I I was so afraid that there was, that wasn't an option. And to this day, like any girlfriend that is a nurse that I'll tell this story, they're like, I could be in the, in the parking lot walking in and something happens. And I would call in and be like, look, I just shit my pants. Like I can't come in. I don't know that I would still be able to do that, but like I would have maybe maybe done it. But okay. So 
the evacuation is going on for I mean, minutes, <laughs> just no break. <laughs> it's like I'm a baby with a blowout. Like it is so bad. Um, and there's more details, but I'll leave them out. Cause this is already pretty gross. But anyway, so until I'm parking it is evacuating my body <laughs> and I park and I'm like, you panicking. just continue driving. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, what do I do? Literally? What do I do? It's August 2nd. So it's, you know, I don't know why, but I remember that date. It's August 2nd. Oh, And wow. we had recently adopted Bonnie, our dog. So we had some, like, paper towels in the back seat, you nice. know, because she's nice. little at the time. Yeah. So I use that to kind of clean myself up. <laughs> and then I pull my stuff up and I walk into work and I work a 12-hour shift like a freaking badass. <laughs> and the entire day... When I tell you I am overthinking, like it's a terrible flaw of mine. I overthink. I'm paranoid the entire day. I'm like, I smell like shit. Um, it's on my pants somehow. Like it has to be. I check myself constantly. Um, and I keep checking my email because I'm like, it's August 2nd. Like the, the poop is baking in there. And like, what if... I open my email and the security has driven by and they're like, hey, such and such with this make and model, like something happened. You need to go out to your car. Um, luckily that never happens. And my mom, my mom worked, works at the hospital still. And at that time we were getting lunch together and I straight up like left lunch 20 minutes early. And I was like, mom, I got to go deal with something. And I like took a trash bag from the floor and like ran out to my car. I tried to clean it. It was not happening. So long story short, I ended up having to cut the, the seat cover off, but I didn't have scissors. So oh, I like, you had a seat cover on. Amazing. Yeah. Thank God. Um, Oh, amazing. <laughs> thank God. But, um, another nurse on the floor had been sprayed by a skunk that morning. Oh. So like she smelled. So the Lord was looking out. Yeah. <laughs> I love that little detail. I love Bummer. it. But I did, I did have to use some towels and like put those down to sit on, on my drive home. Uh -huh. And I just like cut everything off, put it in a trash bag. But I text Colton when I got to work and I was like, I shit my pants. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, no, I did. It's like 6.55 and I like have to shut that part off. I have to put it away because I'm about to work 12 hours. I was like, this is what happened. And he didn't believe me. And yeah, to this day, he's very much like disappointed in me for the whole situation. He's like, I would have pulled over and pooped in the ditch um, before I did what you did. But like. I wouldn't do that still. I, I probably would have. The ditch? I do that often, actually. <laughs> you go poop in the ditch. Yeah. If I'm driving, <laughs> like I drive a lot for photography to these weddings, and I'm like, I just got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Obviously, so... I'll pull down like a road that's not busy, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I've definitely pooped outside before, but like. <laughs> to work 12 hours after that I'm, yeah. I'm impressed with myself still so I just imagine <laughs> like is the parking lot big where you park the are there a lot of vehicles there uh-huh someone lucky parking? for me I was yeah yeah but I drove a truck so it was like at a higher oh. eye level so oh good I, I wasn't worried about somebody looking down and seeing like that that's yeah 
That would be yeah. my concern. I'd be like, oh my God, what if someone parks next to me, looks over and sees just shit in the sea? <laughs> Colton, Colton can't smell the scent of those black tree car freshener, refresher. What am I trying to say? The car scent, like tree black ice i think is what it's called he can't smell it to this day because it makes him gag because we had like six of them in the truck for like a month after and it's still stuck. oh my god <sighs> wow i'm really amazing. That's starting off the bat amazing. with like my worst stories Truly amazing. amazing i love that all right sandy you need to start another okay. one <laughs> So kind of going off of yours, something happened on my honeymoon too, though nothing really happened on yours, but you know. So we we got married May of 2020, like I had mentioned before. So we didn't take our honeymoon until last year, January of 2022. And we went all out because, you know, COVID took our originally planned wedding. We went all out. We went to the Maldives. Got a water, but over water bungalow was freaking dreamy. Amazing. amazing. I, I dream of it, truly. Um, so it's amazing. We go, I think it was 10 nights that we went. And wow. it was probably like halfway through. See, I block things out. I don't remember the specific details, but mm-hmm. one of the days. Um, and also to pre- preface to say... I got COVID in September of 2020. I lost my taste and smell, and I still don't fully have it back. I have it better than I did last year, I think, on our honeymoon. But, you know, it's an all-inclusive, all-inclusive resort, and we're vegging out. And mm-hmm. one dinner, it, I get chicken noodle soup. And Alex gets some other soup and I'm eating it. I'm like, this is really good. Alex, do you want to try some when I was finished with it? And he's like, yeah. And so he takes a spoonful and he's like, Sandy, that tastes like absolute shit. You should not have ate that. (laughs) I'm like, oh, it tasted fine to me. Well, (laughs) middle of the night, I wake up (laughs) coming out of both ends and I'm like huddled on the floor, curled up in the bathroom because I do not feel well. <laughs> so I was out for like a good 24 hours, stayed in the room, slept a lot, laid on the bathroom floor. But after that, I was fine. <laughs> and Alex is yeah. like, you know, we should probably tell someone i'm like no 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 it's fine it's no big deal sandy you are too much of a people pleaser all of these stories i am am. okay but then the next day too so i felt like i felt okay to go and try and eat breakfast so we go and we're eating breakfast i'm really not eating alex's and all of a sudden i go to the bathroom and i come back and alex is like you just missed it that guy was puking in the sand. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God, wonder if he had the chicken noodle soup too. Oh, no. Dude, food poisoning yeah. like that scares me. Mm-hmm. I vividly yeah. have a memory from like fifth grade where I think they were trying to teach us about salmonella mm-hmm. or something, but some video 
a guy like ate turkey. I think it was like before the holidays or something that had been sitting out. And it was like this internal ingestion of the salmonella and seeing it like multiply and stuff and how he got like, oh, I don't feel well to like really vomiting and stuff. And I remember I had some job about like I was in the back and I was sorting coins or something. I don't remember, but I remember I had to straight up block the video out and focus on the coins because I was getting so like, oh my gosh, I can't watch this. Like it's uh-huh. terrifying me. Like that stuff scares me. Ugh. I've had food poisoning in in regards to salmonella before, but Ooh. not not the upper end, which I am yeah. fine with. Like I am used to the lower end, as we yes. mentioned. But yes. the Vomiting for me is like a whole ordeal. I think especially because of like the pot stuff and how that was such a frequent um, symptom that it's sure. like very traumatizing to me. But yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Fun. So mm-hmm. no, no, I, I bet not. And I should also say, so we were in an overwater bungalow. The bathroom was still in the same building, but like it was open and it was January in the Maldives, so I think it like on average it was like eighty degree days, so warm. Mm-hmm. And the bathroom just had like a overwater hammock thing, so it was like all open, which I loved. That like I loved taking a bath and just like listening to the ocean in front of me. It was beautiful, mm-hmm. but at that moment I was so freaking hot. Like I was putting my face on the tile floor because I was so freaking hot. And I'm like, oh my God, this is miserable. (laughs) But then also I should say I was very, very paranoid that like, oh my God, Alex, what if I got COVID and I'm spreading it to the whole island? Oh, that was another thought of mine. But then I'm like, no, it was definitely food poisoning. (laughs) Yeah. But that's kind of like, it makes sense that your body tried to put it on something else, but also like, yes. like after I peed my pants, I kid you not, I would go to the bathroom before and after every single period for like a year at least. For sure. I was like, uh-huh. this Kegel thing doesn't work. <laughs> so obviously I've got problems. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Um, I'm going to do another story real quick. I thought about telling my salmonella story, but maybe I'll save it for another time because we are doing heavy on the bodily functions, which we you know, are. is not everybody's really cup of tea. So um, <laughs> Sorry, I'll kind of talk about my frostbitten toe. Ooh, so yes. that's present time. My toe is wrapped up in gauze right now. Frostbite is no joke. So... We are stationed, contracted in northern Idaho right now for my work. Mm -hmm. And I finally had five days off. And I've always, always, always wanted to go to Banff, Canada. So Banff National Park. Who doesn't? Yeah, if you don't know what it is, look it up. It's just beautiful. All of my reference points, though, for the pictures of it and stuff were like that turquoise water lake Mm -hmm. and the big, like, um, rocky mountains in the summertime. So I... I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's on my radar for while we're here, but we'll probably have to go when it's warmer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, whatever. I'll look up to see what winter activities are available. So I watched a couple YouTube videos and I was like, whoa, I have to go in the winter now because there's certain situations or opportunities that were available in the wintertime that wouldn't be available in the summertime, obviously. Uh, I grew up figure skating and I had the opportunity to ice skate on Lake Louise, which 
beyond amazing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Absolutely stunning, beautiful experience. I loved it. And then what else? What else? That's probably the big winter one that comes to mind, but also the excursion that we did for a day, which was Mm -hmm. um, ice climbing, which I I don't even think I'd ever heard of. But like to set the scene, uh, we'd never ice climbed before. It's kind of similar to rock climbing, but also not at all. Um, But you have these like ice picks, ice axes in both of your hands. So you use that and essentially you go up to an ice wall wall or like a frozen waterfall and you use that like axes in your hands to hammer in and make holds and then your feet you have these like specific ice climbing boots on and then they attach crampons to them so how oh, crazy I've used I've hiked with like micro spikes when it's like really icy mm-hmm. and it's kind of like teeth for your boots that dig into the ice um these are like a different level. I really felt like I told you, I felt like an apex predator with those things on. Like I was, I was like, Oh my gosh, no wonder certain animals can thrive up here. Like they were daggers. Cool. Yeah. So, um, to my, uh, like not credit, the opposite of credit. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Stupidity, I guess. Colton and I decided to do a full day because we were like, this is a once in a lifetime experience. And it was. And I don't necessarily regret going no. at all. So you could but, have gone shorter? You yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. for sure. But also, I feel like it was a little confusing because mm-hmm. we were told that the full day experience would be like six hours, four to six mm-hmm. hours. Um, maybe not six hours ish. And we started the day at 7.30 at the office. And we were there for like a good hour and a half, two hours, learning the basics, learning how to tie certain ropes, how to put on your crampons. And I loved that. I was like, I want to fully immerse myself in this for the day. Um, And it's freezing out. Uh Like we had planned a gondola ride up to the top of this mountain the day before. And they canceled it because it was negative 30 degrees at the top of the mountain. And that morning when we were going out ice climbing, it was still planned to be negative 14 for like majority of the morning and then slowly get warmer to like 10 degrees. Mm. Uh, So, and I loved our guide. He was so cute. He looked adorable. Yes. And, um, his name's Barry. We, what was it called? Yem, Yemnuska, Yemnuska Mountain Adventures. Well, we can tag it. It, Mm -hmm. It was so cool. Um, but he, he, I guess is like a pretty popular, like famous ice climber in the area. Well, you got on their Instagram and I was kind of like trying to find information about him, but yeah, so cute, so knowledgeable, so excited to share his passion. So we were like living it up. So we drive like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes away in Canmore. So that's the town next to Banff. And Mm. we like have to hike into this area and it's beautiful, but the wind chill is like negative 40. So that's a problem, but I'm doing okay. My toes are cold on the way in, but I'm like, it's fine. Once we put the crampons in, that kind of adds like a heel to the shoe. So I'm not like totally snow on my boots as much. That's And we're like, we're on a slant on the side of the Canadian Rockies. Like, what is my life? This is amazing. And he's teaching How us. How long like, was the hike? Maybe a half an hour. And once okay. you got to the the base of the mountain side or whatever, it was straight up. So like you're sweating, you're starting to feel warmer. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. And um, 
so he's teaching us like how to walk right with the crampons, like up and down slants, uh, how to really dig into the ice. So like I'm learning, I'm loving it. It's amazing. And then he takes like a solid half hour to put the ropes up for us. And it's a 26 feet waterfall. Like if you would have told me even a year ago that I would be in this situation, let alone before I started travel nursing, I would have like never believed you. But I was like so ready for it. I was I like, would I know I'm going to be terrified, but this is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. So Colton goes first and he struggles, but he makes it to the top first try. So I'm like, okay, Olivia, I'm aware of who you are inside. Like, I know you want to get there, but this is also supposed to be fun. So like, chill out. Excuse me. So the first time I fail, I fall a couple times. Barry catches me with the, you know, belaying mm -hmm. system. I smack my knee pretty good against the, the ice wall. I'll show you my bruise. It's intense. Can you see it? <gasps> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel it at the time. The adrenaline was pumping. That's crazy. So anyway, long story short, we're out there for a while. I think we probably got outside at like maybe like 930 and we didn't head back until 230. So a good amount of time outside when it's pretty intense temperatures. Uh -huh. But my second run, I make it to the top. I take a really long time. And I'm like, I know I can do it if I just give myself time. I don't want to be on anybody mm -hmm. else's clock. I want this moment for myself. And it was a really cool experience. The first time I fell because there was like a protrusion of ice that I couldn't like mm -hmm. get my body over. It was very awkward and I kept falling. Once I passed that the second time, I was like, I can do this. And that's the first time that I got scared. Cause I was like as high up as I had been before. And I started to pay attention to that. And I seriously used my safe space from EMDR to like do breathing techniques and get through it. So that was really cool. That's I get really to the cool. top um, and I'm exhausted. Like I can't tell you how physically strained your arms and stuff get. Cause you're holding up against gravity. So all the blood is like not in your fingers and stuff. So there's like a tingling mm. and you're just tired. And I was like, ugh hitting the ax like, Oh, I'm so weak. And I'm like kicking the crap out of my feet, trying to get them dug into the ice. But that moment, I, I'll never forget it. Like I wrote about it a lot in my travel journal. I like, I love that I had that experience and I was like, I don't need to go yeah. again. I had my moment. I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. My feet are really numb. I'm ready to go back. Mm -hmm. So I'm like riding a high and we were kind of joking about how like, Oh, we can't feel our feet. Like, is that a bad thing? And he oh like is God. telling us to swing our legs and stuff and it's fine. We get back to the office and I take my boots off and I'm like, mm. I, I skated a little lot growing up. It feels mm -hmm. kind of similar to that where they've just been, my toes have been squeezed for a little bit and they're cold. I'll be fine. But yeah. I'm also like afraid to take my socks off. Uh -huh. So we get back to our Airbnb. I take my right sock off and I'm like, okay, I'm fine. This is fine. So then I take my left sock off and I gasp even before I saw it. Cause I was trying to freak Colton out and then oh. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. I'm stupid. Like That's what I get. But, uh, the like totally top <laughs> right corner of my big toe is white. And I know that I'm a Caucasian person at baseline. It is white. Like the primary color white. Uh, mm -hmm. I, and, and I didn't freak out then I like took a video of it, took a picture and was kind of like, Oh, mm -hmm. ah, it's about to turn pink in any second. 
Um, and it doesn't, and it doesn't, and it doesn't. And Colton's like, okay, this is fine. We'll warm it up. So I, he like wets a warm washcloth and kind of wraps it around my foot and we Mm -hmm. let it soak, whatever you want to call it for a couple minutes. And he takes it off. And that area of white is now like a deep purple. And that's when I start to absolutely panic. Oh Um, my God. And it starts to kind of hurt. Um, So long story short, we didn't do anything the rest of the day. We had planned to go out for a nice dinner. I got in the bathtub Mm -hmm. and it took me a long time to like lower my foot into the warm water Mm -hmm. to get it reheated. The Mm -hmm. dark purple kind of faded into a light purple, but the base of my nail bed was still really, really dark. Mm. (sighs) So it was uncomfortable to walk on. The tissue started to really swell. And so I spent the night with my leg propped up on a pillow in the bed. And um, it was really painful, like this mm-hmm. electric shock feeling as I it can't warmed even back imagine. up, like really uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, I'm still dealing with that almost a week later where there's mm-hmm. like a lot of swelling still. And my toenail is kind of like lifted because oh. of that. <laughs> and, yeah, that's how I feel, too. So I'm sorry about the details. But, no, sure. you know, I, I still like them. <laughs> I can't change that it happened. Like I went to urgent care and they have me on uh, antibiotics and they're like, oh, take a baby aspirin for a while in case there's like going to be a blood clot, which I understand mm-hmm. all of that. I don't mm-hmm. make a great patient. So when he was like squeezing around and I, it's like numb, but I can still like feel the pressure. I was gagging a little bit. You know me. Um, but <laughs> it's just like really ugly. I've stayed off mm-hmm. of it. Unfortunately, it I'm not, I hadn't worked. I didn't work this week. Um, but I think I'm going to lose the toenail <laughs> to say the least. Like, I think that's eventually going to fall off. Um, yeah. But right now I don't know if it's like a combo of the frostbitten injury or just like the repetitive kicking that I did into the ice wall, oh. but my toenails look like how I would imagine George Washington's teeth to look like. <laughs> They're just like <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> And then I still, they are disgusting. I sent pictures to my best friend, Maddie, and she's like, I'm going to need verbal or uh, like word descriptions only from now on. I can do this. Same, yeah. please. Oh. oh, I didn't know you were like that too. <laughs> Alex is like, Sandy, you got to tell her that you don't like seeing it. <laughs> you are a people pleaser. You got to stop. You need to tell me that. <laughs> What did Alex say? He's like, that's disgusting. Don't show me again. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was like, you're going to lose your toe. It's going to turn black. And I was really, really paranoid about that. It's still like very firm. I guess it can take up to toe. Don't they say like your big toes really big on like balance balance and and stuff? Yeah, I think so. But. (laughs) The doctor was like, you're not going to lose it. Oh, it's just going to take a while to heal. And he said that it can take up to like weeks to months to get the feeling back. So like, this is where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That's so insane. frostbite is, is very real. No joke. Uh-huh. But this is like typical. I was talking to my mom yesterday. This is very typical, like weird ass, like thing for, <laughs> um, to happen to me. Like I've had salmonella. I've had MRSA. I got COVID right away. I've had frostbite on my toe now. I've stabbed myself in the hand trying to pit an avocado. Like these types of things happen to me. <laughs> so, 
you know, hopefully those, we'll get through it. Yeah. I just those kind of may never get. Don't happen to me. Yeah. I just may never get a pedicure again and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I'll paint your toenails. Maybe. I'm not a feet person. I'm not either. Ooh, gosh, no. And, and I wanted to like share uh, pictures of it and stuff on my profile because I'm all about like outdoor and adventure yes. and stuff on hail on a trail on Instagram check it out but yes I was I was like if somebody is like interested in this and in like a sexual way I'm not about that so I just have kind of been quiet about it but some of my nurse friends are like are you serious do you really have frostbite and then I'll send them the pictures and they're like oh my gosh I thought it was a joke oh no it's very real no. so be careful no be joke careful no joke yeah yeah so I don't know if you want to finish up with like one more quick story each and then we'll kind of end the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mine's a very stupid, dumb, short one. <laughs> okay. So again, wedding photographer doing the poses. It's a wedding day. So I'm doing all the poses with the bridal party. Like I have these typical poses that I do basically every wedding. Mm-hmm. And I do it. And I'm always like, okay, bride and groom kiss, everyone cheer. And instead I say, everyone kiss, bride and groom cheer. (laughs) (laughs) Just just something stupid. And everyone kind of like was dumbfounded at first. And I'm like, oh my God. And I like laugh and then everyone laughs. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that that's like extremely embarrassing. I think it's just like a cute little oops. Yeah. Quirky. <laughs> yeah, I guess I have one of those too, but I don't know necessarily that the like the person that I said it to would find it cute. Oh. I guess I don't think it's cute either. It's just like I found myself saying things like verbally yeah. vomiting and it yeah. happened. So I do that a lot. Tell um, me. it was at my you, you don't know this story and it's not like that funny. It's a quick Ooh. one like yours. It I was like at it. my my grandpa's calling hours. <laughs> So that's not great, but we were in line and you know how everybody comes through and like, you're seeing a lot of like really old relatives or old friends that you don't necessarily know. And like, if their line is long and people are taking a long time, you're like standing in front of this person forever and you're trying to make conversation, but it's awkward Mm -hmm. in those situations. I don't Mm -hmm. thrive. (laughs) I'll just say that. Who does? Extroverts. I'll say like Mm -hmm. my dad would be prime candidate for that. True. My dad and yeah. my mom. Mm, yeah. Not yeah. Me. So if you don't know where I'm from, there's a large apostolic community. And if you don't know what that is, it's just like a really, I don't want to say strict, but it's like a really conservative form of like Christianity. Mm-hmm. I don't want to compare it to like being a Mennonite, but it's like maybe that's a good comparison if you're not familiar with the term, mm-hmm. but they're these very like proper um, mm-hmm. Christians. The women always wear their hair up. They don't wear makeup. They have to wear skirts. Like they don't have t- TVs, like that kind of thing. Wow. And um, there's an elderly woman that comes through that's obviously apostolic. Like you can just tell. Um, and she starts talking to me and she tells me that she went to school with my grandma who's still living. So like she's further down the line to speak Uh with. That's why she Mm -hmm. came. That's obvious. Um, And she tells me that she used to play trombone with my grandma. And 
My I got into trombone because my parents, that's how they met in junior high band. They both played trombone. So that's cute. Um and my my grandma, so my mom's mom that she's referring to also played trombone. So I was like, that's what I'm going to talk about because I played trombone too. So I'm saying this before I can really stop myself. And I'm like, yeah, we come from a long line of tromboners. And she literally went from like us, like such a polite, uh, like engaging smile to just like flat, completely offended. And that is not how I intended it to happen at all. That's not what I meant. Like, What's a trombone player called? A trombonist? I don't know. I'm freaking 22 years old. Like, I don't know. And it was so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable because the line continued to move slowly. So she was standing in front of me silently for like two more minutes. And I was like, I want to disintegrate into thin air right now. (laughs) So. That's amazing. I love it. I still like cringe thinking about it. I don't even remember like her name or anything, but oh, the horror. Tromboners. If there's an actual correct term of this, please let us know. I should look it up. I've never looked it up. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So (laughs) I guess that can kind of like be the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. We just thought it would be kind of fun to share some embarrassing stuff. Yeah, loosen it up. Yeah, we're normal people. We're, normal. we're clumsy. We're embarrassing. We're, we've got that inner weird. That is a large part of our personality. Oh, and yeah. it's kind of like sure. the basis of our friendship, too, which I thoroughly enjoy having that like give and take of like, you think you have an embarrassing story? Just you <laughs> wait. Like, I love it. <laughs> so it truly is amazing. I love yeah. it. And I definitely didn't share like absolutely everything that came to mind. So I hope to do this in the future more for sure. Yeah. And we'd love to get other people's stories too. <laughs> yeah. It, and it can be anonymous. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I, I think that that could potentially sway people to not like writing it in, but yes. we just, we want it to be like, just like a good happy like laughable thing to listen to and it doesn't always have to be so serious exactly hopefully you laughed with us and weren't too grossed out but if you're grossed out sorry but yeah we get it maybe next time we'll try and keep it to like uh non poop and pee stories yeah bodily functions yeah it's who we are so yeah can't promise it but um we did, I guess, want to share something exciting that is recently on our calendars for the both of us. Whoop, whoop. We've been trying to plan, plan yes, it. Yes, and now it's, and it's actually happening. happening. Yeah. And it's like two weeks out. Yeah. No, two it from is. tomorrow. It's, right? I think so. So That's crazy. <laughs> Sandy is coming out to Idaho. We're going to see each other twice in like less than a year period. That's <laughs> a new record. We're so excited to get together. We're going to be, it's going to be like a business pleasure trip where we want to yes. just like have a lot of girl time to be creative together, take a lot of pictures to use mm-hmm. for like advertisement with the pod. That's um, huge. Yeah, a lot of like artistic Great. stuff, creativity. Mm-hmm. We're gonna like mess around with uh, self portraits and her boutique. I'm gonna yeah. show her my current home. Yes, and she's I'm gonna so experience excited. 
RV life with me a little bit, but we're also talking about getting an Airbnb to kind of like escape that too for mm-hmm. a little bit. So I'm really excited. For some excited. good content, cute content. Yes, yes. All I'm really things. excited to spend some time with you. I know. I can't believe it. When we were texting the other night, it was like, I was sending so many messages in a row. And I'm like, Olivia, can you tell I'm excited? (laughs) I was like, I'm right there with you, girlfriend. It's happening. (laughs) It's happening. Because, you know, you always say these things and you hope they'll come true. But we actually did it. Yeah. Booked my tickets last night. It's happening. So be on the lookout for that. We're really excited for the stuff that we'll create while we're together. But thanks for listening. Yes, um, thank you. Uh, I hope was this was great. enjoyable and not too traumatic for you to listen to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you so, so much for listening to Want Her with your girlfriends, Sandy and Olivia. We hope this chat has motivated you to chase those dreams, take hold of your mental health, or finally let out that inner weirdo. Maybe even all three. If you're a fan of what we do, we'd sincerely appreciate it if you subscribed and rated us five stars. Talk to you next time.